welcome back to Riff Rage, where you get the average bronze silver player perspective, not the top 1%. Happy Monday. Good morning, everybody. Hoping everyone's having a good weekend, or at least had a good weekend. Um, we have two guests with us this week due to the fact that Chrome and Jarvis were not able to make the podcast this week due to unforeseen circumstances. So I have Pengu Saint, who is a top-tier D3 player. He uh, has been playing for a long time. He has also a Twitch account under Pengu Saint. And we also have Zelda main with us, who also plays. He's a lower bronze player. He's just started playing heavily recently. So um, one big topic I want to go over tonight, guys, is the LP gain-loss problem. So I'm going into games. I'm losing games. I'm going to be losing anywhere from 21 to 29 LP. And if I win, I get 19. So I'm losing more than I'm gaining, so I'm going nowhere. What about you, Pengu? Are you having that same issue? In the beginning of the season, it was good for me, but for a person who played League a lot, eventually the LP gain is either going to go equal or lower, and I'm more in the lower gaining and, you know, losing a lot, which is terrible, and i never seen it this bad, and... I have like eight account for League of Legends, so I never seen it this bad and so quickly. So I feel there is something destructive right now in rank wise. So it's also turning a lot of people away. I know a lot of people, such as yourself, have said they're not going to play till the reset here after you know MSI, which is at the what end of thirty days. I think you were saying earlier. So. A lot of people aren't playing. Their player base is going down. I mean, if you're losing more than you're gaining, you're going nowhere. What's the point of playing? How um how's it affecting you, uh, Zelda? Since you know you're on the lower spectrum of it, is it affecting you the same, or just haven't really noticed a difference? Uh, it is definitely affecting me in a very big way. Like I can win three games in a row. I lose one, and I'm right back where I started. It is uh very <laughs> very hard. Makes it a grind. Sure, grind's fun, but like this is just too much. So I've read into it a little bit of why this is happening, and it's due to a MMR issue, as always. Ryan, an MMR issue. Who'd have seen that coming? But another thing that I'm seeing float around the interweb and on Reddit is an MVP rule, whether it's true or not, which I I feel like it's true because I'm seeing it in my games to where if you're the MVP of the last game, say you're hyper-carrying and, you know, I wouldn't say the only reason you won was because of you, but you definitely hyper-carried and carried your weight and some of the other players' weights. And then the next game you do average or just a little bit below average and it's penalizing you heavily. I That's kind of what I'm seeing around and what everyone's talking about. And I can see it in my games a lot. I think I went two games in a row. I won, got 19 LP each, and then the next game I lose. I know I only I think I'm on like four, eight, and sixteen on Leona, and I got like negative 27 LP. Like that is proven at least stats wise. There was nothing from Riot that gave us that um, assumption because that's what people are going by at the moment i would like to give them the benefit of doubt but you know since i don't believe all the um employee you know work for mmr um there's a lot balancing and tweaking right now and they have so many other games they're working on so i could see the decline of you know all this 
bullshit is happening around right now for the game. If I never recall a game being so buggy in a very long time for Riot, they're always been good, you know, debugging all the stuff they do. They I remember when Zier first came out and there was a bug, they instant like disabled him within like 30 minutes. And now whenever there's like a bug out, it would take about three weeks to a month to fix now. So I get that aspect. It's a company that's hard to run, but they make a lot of money and they are they are losing player base by the day. So hopefully they will fix that after MSI. I mean, the money comes down to the player base, right? Like you said, player base is going down, their money's going to go down, so maybe they need to fix it sooner than later, in my opinion. Um, also, when the, when the season resets itself here in 30 days, I was informed that you are not going to be fully reset. You're going to stay at your peak, but you're going to have to redo your placements, and they're going to try their absolute best to keep you where you belong, depending on how your placements do. Now, if you listen to the last few episodes, I've complained about placements and how much of a horrible idea I think they are and how I've dropped from, you know, a gold-silver player down to low bronze due to my placements a couple seasons ago, and I stopped playing due to that lack of, I wouldn't say reward for doing so good in my placements and everything else, but there was definitely something with that. So if we're going to have to do two placements or three placements a year, I don't know how I'm going to have to do with all that. Um... I find it a good thing, but I, uh, in your perspective, I, I can understand your your struggles with it. For that, um, let's just say for the average player that play regularly a few times a week, this could be a good thing. Simple fact that they probably messed up at the beginning. They don't got the rank they want. They want to fix their win percentage. There's many different um possibility. For the casuals or even the hardcore player, as myself, I fucked up my rank this year really bad, and I need that reset to build my confidence again to wanting to play rank, even though I've been having fun just dicking around with my friends and normals, but at heart, I am a competitive player, and I do like to grind. Yeah, but don't you think that's going to also cause another issue of, like, guys that don't play as much like you know the working man that only can play maybe two days a week couple hours a day yes and no but like i said um even for me i have accounts that i don't grind i do their placements or you know i help friends with my other eight accounts that you know i use casually um and for example one of my account was go to last season and i didn't touch at all this year and it's mmr i'm playing against high platinum and low diamonds so i'm more worried about the casual players if they get skyrocketed in elo they don't belong and that's gonna either mess up their the other nine players that are playing with you that belong that elo versus you getting demoralized by doing so bad you don't want to play rank for the casual people that play once or twice a week a reset of rank will be in my opinion better because either gonna motivate them they don't have to do rank every single day maybe they will 
peak better than the last placement, if that makes sense. So it could be good and bad. It's just, again, what you see yourself as a ranked player. Yeah, I agree with that. I uh, wholeheartedly agree with that. Zelda, how do you how do you feel when we drug you in a couple of our games? I mean, you know, you're the definition of a casual player. I mean, I, I'm not a very hardcore player, but I play more than the average person, I, I would say. But I know we drug you into a lot of higher MMR games where you didn't belong, and it was it was quite frankly obvious, and you were getting very frustrated. How do you feel about the whole midseason reset thing for people like you? It, it, it gives you a chance to basically make up for the mistakes that you did the first half. Do you think it's going to make your climb any easier, though? Uh, I think it would, because if uh, you like, let's say you messed up like like we were just saying how you messed up early first half, the second half wouldn't be as bad because you're with more players, your skill base. Yeah, I mean, you, you picked up a duo, didn't you? You've been playing with a duo. Uh, I I have I've mainly been playing solo. Uh, my duo isn't uh, always with me for the most part. Uh, but him being a jungle main and me being a jungle main, it uh, it has definitely uh, been helping a lot. Uh, we uh, like share our ideas and whatnot. How are you both but, playing jungle? If you're both a jungle main. Uh, we okay. We kind of take turns because we both play top yeah. and jungle. Yeah, I was gonna act the same thing. I'm like, is there two jungle meta I haven't discovered yet? Well, there used to be, right? Season one, there was a two jungle meta. Come on now. Yeah, I remember the professional used to take the top lane there to the jungle to share XP. Yeah, the good old days. Oh yeah. Hey man, bring it back, right? I mean, you can bring back Blitzcrank in the jungle for my buddy Chrome. He can bring back anything. <laughs> it, it it was flaw. That's the issue. You gotta re- remember that. Um, the experience gain, um, I believe was higher in the jungle back then. That's what they were able to share. But now it's more equalized. Plus, you need a jungle item, so it's yeah. not gonna come back. And plus, they gave you that uh, jungle pet now, so it's really they nerfed jungle pretty bad. Yeah, jungle is not as I used to love it. Sadly, I've been playing a lot of top lane actually now. So yeah, I've been noticing that. I will get break now for from jungling. So plus abuse malfight. There you go, guys. You want a a secret from climbing? Abuse malfight. How do you feel, Don? Because you you went backwards. You went from top to jungle. I mean, you used to play top all the time, and then now I find you in the jungle. Uh. I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. I am one of the worst CSers there has ever been in the ever, and it for some reason jungle just fits for me. It's a uh, it's definitely an experience change, but I have definitely found out I am a way better jungler than I am a laner for sure. How are you supposed to get better at CS if you don't play a lane? Just uh. Yeah, I put you on the spot. Yep, I put you on the spot. Go ahead. Yeah, you did. You did. (laughs) You definitely did. Uh, but I still, I still change out every now and then. Um, but like I said, I it's it's an experience. I think I, if I remember correctly, I started in the top. Man, I I hated top. Yeah, I I feel the top lane. 
Um, you either gonna have an amazing jungler who's gonna give you that first gank, or you're never gonna see your jungler. That that's how top works. So you you were talking about playing Malphite and abuse the shit out of Malphite top lane. You do you see any other nice picks for these lower elo people to want to climb for a top? <sighs> In all honesty, and this is why I tell all my low elo friends itself, don't worry so much about helping your team than winning your lane. And it could be any champion. If you understand your champion in and out, his weakness, his strength, his damage towards minions so you can farm correctly, you could do it with any champion. You just gotta know the strength and weakness. The reason why I said Malphite, Malphite right now is so strong, he rarely got any hard counter besides any AP champions themselves, and there's not many that go top lane besides, like, Gwen. The rare, you know, there was back then, Lissandra used to run top lane because it was safer where he, not many AP top laners, so he really cursed on most of them, plus the buff for um, anti-heal, aka Bramble Vest, that automatically cuts now what 40 percent if i'm correct so yeah he's in a yeah he's in a good spot at the moment to basically become a freaking tank bruiser or juggernaut to say because he can literally poke you down with his q you go mana flow band build a little bit of armor with and mana with glacier shroud whatever it's called the 900 um gold item and you'd be set. But again, it's all about knowing one champion and how you could play. And that's the best advice I could give anybody that wants to climb. You think you can still play him in support now that he's so beefed up right now? Because, I mean, I used to play him a couple of seasons ago as support. And I, I stopped playing him because he kind of got kicked out of the support role. The thing about support is you got to realize you want... Um, Champions that don't rely much on items, and most support items are 2400 compared to like tank items that could be 2800 to 2200 or something like that. And yeah, low elo people can make anything work as a support role. In all honesty, if you know what you're doing or you want to engage or whatever, but you gotta realize, and if you guys know, whenever you play the bot lane, you have to rely on your other teammate it could be your duo or random and they have to be there with you if you engage and they don't come you basically go 2v1 and vice versa if they get caught out and you really can't help them then it's kind of a loss so it's funny you that, brought up that that point of in low elo you can play anything support because i've been playing tally support bot lane we talked about this in episode one about cheese picks and it is only the fact of because it's low elo that that works. Exactly, because people don't know how to handle she's pick or uh, like abusing may support too in low elo. They don't know how to counteract that or fully engage and focus one person down. So um, in low elo, you can get away with much anything, especially in the 2v2, because sometimes they will attack one champion with the your teammate for, attack the other so again do whatever works for you honestly 
I am playing Volley Bear because I am currently a solo. So, like, I'm trying to play, like, a heavy carry, and I feel like Volley Bear is definitely one of the better picks. And uh, he doesn't have a very hard kit to learn. Uh, he is very strong, very tanky. He has a CC. It's uh, His ultimate takes down towers. It's a perfect gank. I I have not seen many Valleyberry jungles right now. I did at the beginning of the season. He kind of calmed down. I really don't see him that much anymore. Actually, he's getting buff. I believe next patch. I need to read the patch notes, but I think they bring him back. There was a time that Valleyberry was just too menacing because he could duel. He could heal himself with his W. He has a shield with his E. He could turn to a fucking giant-ass tower bear, you know, so it's kind of I mean, hard to manage that. He, he still does that now. Uh, it, it's just toned down a little bit, like you said. Uh, and especially with the W, I mean, uh, the W with the heels, it's absolutely uh, very menacing to deal with. I, I do agree on that part. You guys, you guys got it easy, especially the new people playing the game now. Old Volley Bear was completely trash, so you guys. Horrible. Absolute garbage. I was going to bring yeah. that up. Yeah, all he did was flip, and I'm like, that was terrible. Why the champion exists? So now he's actually a good champion, and he can fight. So, well, they're also gonna rework Skarner too. I'm excited about that. Yeah, but I don't think Skarner is actually bad that nobody plays him. And uh, one big reason he needs rework, I hope they take away those crystal towers that belongs in the map because that's just basically handicapping himself. You only have a passive if you have control of the map, which is kind of bad. Because if you're losing, you don't get that attack, speed, movement, speed, steroids. So it's kind of useless. Nope. Funny story. I just looked up the rework, some of the rumors that they were going to, you know, have him come out with. Yeah, it looks like he's not going to come out at all. 2023, they just delayed it. Oh, yeah. The only game pushed to next year. They already said it. Yeah, I can't. I don't really see anything on the crystals. I don't I don't know. I don't really mind the crystals. I, I just I think he doesn't do a lot of AOE damage. I guess. Um, it's not. You gotta remember, the Irish champion is supposed to do AOE damage. I could give you an example. Um, actually, I can't really think about much example. And but I'll give you a good one. Orn. Orn is very melee heavy champion. All his ability besides his ultimate, it's very melee, like close by. So he has his headbutt to a terrain that he needs to be in melee form. His W is a very small cone of AoE, but his ultimate is a big AoE knockup. Yes, but that's his ultimate. Everybody ultimate should be good. But you cannot expect a champion to have, especially a bruiser, to have AoE and CC. So a lot of people have to think about this. You either gonna have a lot of CC and a little bit of damage or a lot of damage and a little bit of CC. You can have both. That's true. I just see though a lot of the jungles, yeah, a lot of junglers have AoE. Like a lot of them. Especially the newer ones are coming out with. I'm trying to think of the newest jungle that came out. Kiana, I guess, but she really went from playing in the jungle to being in the mid I really don't understand you be played in mid. I don't, I don't can't even tell you the last time I seen her actually be played in the jungle. 
Epic is um most everybody could be playing the jungle if you remember more Ghana jungle meta. Uh, it just depending how fast they clear how optimal it is. So even though it's possible it doesn't mean it's good. Just remember that. Oh yeah. I played the owner jungle. It worked. I did. My my clear was really slow, but it worked. Yeah, because Just, you're passive. You got yeah. Leona's passive. You need another person to proc it. Yeah. So anything could work in the jungle. Let's all be honest. Just how fast you could clear and how helpful you could be. I wish, I wish I could take Leona jungle, you know, I love Leona personally. The ganks would be fucking easy. Eat to somebody or just stun them and they die. The same thing for Nautilus, but you need either a Bramble Vest to help you clear as soon as possible. The same thing for Leona, but it's not really good. Don, what do you, what do you feel in the jungle? You, you think anyone in the jungle that you seen actually needs a rework or a big buff or any patches that you think uh, junglers could do? Uh, honestly, I'm going to branch out a little bit here. Uh, not just jungle, but I'm going to say like all lanes. I understand league is, uh, somewhat of a creative game. Like, yeah, everybody has like their own little build. They do like a lot of people go gorge drinker with Jarvan. I I don't, I, I use eclipse. I feel like it's a better item on him. Uh, but I feel like that everyone should have like their own set lanes and you should only be allowed to pick a jungler for a jungle role. I heavily agree with that. I think you should have to play the champions where they were released and designed to be played. I hate when I'm playing support and I run into like a Malzahar support or Velkos support or just a Swain support, like anything you need to play where your character was designed to be played. Like, I, like with a uh, top lane, uh, I feel like a Teemo should not be anywhere near a top lane. It is very hard for a melee champion to just but, reach somebody like Teemo. It, it's it's ridiculous to me. That's that's literally his design to to be how. melee. but um, yes and no. But the thing is, for Lee, they really. They say this many times. They they don't want um champion to stay in one row. But if that's the case, Morgana was supposed to be a mage only. She became a very good support. Um, if I remember, C9 elimination made Morgana support a thing like six seven years ago, and now that's that's where she belongs. Support. Same thing for our recent. Um, world champion. If I can remember his name, and I'm sorry, but I really can't think right now, but he made Heimerdinger support a meta thing. And that's what I like about League, that champions, a small buff or change for a champion could change the role completely. Um, Example, Silas was heavy in the jungle this well, a few months ago, and he was dominating the jungle. Um, Echo jungle was a thing few few years not not a few years ago he's, he's still good as a jungler right now echo but echo was also a tank at one point that tank echo was meta top lane and jungle at one point there was even the uh top lane fizz meta that he built strictly iceborne gauntlet full tank and used to one-shot people so that's one one thing me personally i love about league of legend is 
champion can actually break metal so hard that become meta. And that's all because of the balance changes. So yeah, this time that the balance team did amazing, amazing thing. And I would never speak only bad about them because they made this game so well that let's all be honest, we're fucking addicted to it. Oh, no, this is the only game I play. I I dabble with other games, but this is the only game I can honestly say I continuously play and want to play. As much as I hate this game and it frustrates the shit out of me sometimes, I stay playing this game. I don't know why. So, also, if we're going to bring into breaking the meta and changing everything, this whole meta of bruisers, I kind of see it going away. Um, the whole engaged bruiser supports that have kind of been coming back. I kind of see it going by the wayside again. I've running into a lot more mages in the bot lane. A lot more, not physical, but more poke supports, I guess. I don't know. how Do you see any of that up where you're playing uh, Pengu? Well, you're not really playing, but you know, even in your little giraffe games you're playing? Uh, if I'm correct, at this second... Um, Enchanters are not really up there. Actually, Terry and Jana are the number one when it comes to high percentage. Um, even though Jana is an Enchanter, she's more of a peel. So, and Tarek as well because of his ultimate CC. And Jana has basically her push away heal and shield and tornado so it looks like right now is appeal support because for the first time ever i see rel at 52% win rate so the enchanters are not dominating the support role at the moment um it was poke heavy because like you said or like i would recall the heimerdinger support was a thing since the world champion and he's still in the steady like 51% win rate. But fun fact, Riot did try to stop this whole ADC support. If you guys recall, Ash support, Jin support. I even see. I think I even saw Azaya support in probably LCK or something. Um, I just can't take it top of my head. But they did nerf that, so you see less less of that because of Spell Thief and. I can't think of the AD version of Spell Thief is. Um, trying to take it top of my head right now what it's called, and I apologize. The Sickle? Yeah. The Spectral Sickle? Yeah. They nerfed the mana regen from those two items because they were tired seeing mages and AD support. So they're trying right now to bring the um, hard engage, like the Nautilus and the Leona and the Again, Rel, oh, they try yeah. to bring those back. Yeah, that's that's why I'm thriving, and that's why I'm climbing again, is because of that, because those are all the champs I play, like Rel, Leon, and Braum, Nautilus, those are all the champs I play. Um, but I was just looking at it here. Tark has a 53% win rate, you know, but he only has like a 1.5% pick rate. And then Sona has a 52% win rate with only a 2.5% pick rate, so they're still low. You know, they're, they're down there. They're pretty far down there. Um, the number one support that I'm looking at right now would be Thresh. He has a 20% pick rate, but his win rate's only at 50%, but he has a very high pick rate. And Lux, always Lux. And Lulu, those two are always up there. I don't know why, but they're always up there. Poor Dalton, no junglers. 
you, you play Lee Sin, Don? Because Lee Sin's up there. <laughs> yeah, I know Lee Sin is up there. I was about to say something about him. I am currently in the process of uh, trying to learn Lee Sin. I just need a lot better understanding uh, on him. He has a lot of mechanic work, in my opinion. Uh, he is a very, very practice, practice, practice champion. But that comes back down to learning one champ. Yep. Um, so. I remember. I remember my time that I spent. I think about two months just playing purely sin. Do not fucking do it. Huh. That's it. I've tried him a few times. I I can't get him. I just the mechanics. I, I just I can't do it. And I'm I'm very good with my mechanics, but I just I can't get him. It's all learning curve. But yeah, what you were gonna say? I just I don't play jungle enough anymore to learn him. A lot of my friends now play jungle. Like Zelda main plays jungle. Chrome, my other co-host plays jungle. He mains jungle, so I don't really ever have to worry about going to the jungle. Only places I really swap anymore between ADC support and rarely mid. Rarely mid. I don't mean to bring up cheese picks again because we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but when you're in ranked, right, and you're going to do a cheese pick and you're going to play, let's say, Garen mid into a Katarina. Cool. It, it worked. You know, that Katarina was dog shit. Thank God it worked. Our jungler ganked mid a lot and it worked. But when you're, when you and your duo, are playing York top and Garen mid, and you have a um, what was I playing? Brand brand support with a Varus ADC and a Fiddle jungle. Those three are squishy champs, right? So I'm gonna need a front line tank to peel for us just a little bit. Don't fucking split push both the fucking tanks. Those two shitheads. We're sitting there flaming this entire game. We steamrolled that game. That game should have been over in 20 minutes, max 20 minutes. We had three inhibs down by 20 minutes. But because they were trying to flame and run down the game and try to be like, oh, I carried this team as a York went two and nine. But he was hyper carrying if you ask him. He threw our game. We lost that game. I was so pissed off. So if, if your team is telling you to group up, don't try to be a fucking one-man army and try to end the game. Especially when you're playing York, I see it time and time again with York players. It pisses me off big time. Yeah, I, again, I've seen this myself. Either watch my friends play, or you know, being in that shoes whenever I'm my other accounts. But the issue is, and this is why I tell everybody: even though you have bad teammates, you should focus on yourself and your own ability to carry. And it's hard because. You got to rely on, again, for other teammates. And if people are arguing or flaming or whatever, I'm going uh, to be honest. Either muting people is the best or de-escalating the argument. It's a 50-50 coin flip because you don't know who who are the other people playing the game with you, which sucks. But this happened in every ELO. I know a lot of low ELO people are saying, oh, this happened all the time in low ELO, this or that. It might be true, but in higher ELO, people will keep you hostage and AFK or run it down purposely. Look what happens to, you know, famous streamers like T1 whenever he wants to go to Korea or even EUS that he's been going to the past month. People literally 
AFK or run it down or stalk him. So me, I'm not a big streamer like that, but I will get annoyed at that too. So it's not just the low elo people, it's the high elo people as well. So I tried you muting him. About it like that. I tried. I tried to de-escalate the situation. You know, I was like, hey man, let's just calm down. Like there's no reason to flame or winning the game. Just group up. We win. We win one team fight. We win this game. Nope. Told me I was a shit bag, not doing nothing. Fuck you, your dog shit. Just, you know, the typical flame. And it, it just, uh, I tried. I couldn't handle it anymore. And we ended up losing. Like I said, it was a thousand percent winnable game. It was literally like an impossibility to lose. And we still lost. It was that, we were that far ahead of these people. Yeah, again, like I said, it's a coin flip. Sometimes you can be biggest um, douchebags you ever meet, or you can actually find decent people. And I wish we could find more decent people, but that just the world right now. <laughs> Not just league. Do you, do you find it you're finding lesser of the assholes in higher ranks, or is it just pretty much the same? It's pretty. In honesty, it's pretty much the same. It's very hard to find good people itself, and they're nice at the same time. Because the people who are actually good at the game or super nice, they they don't coexist. Basically, the players who are good, they're cocky. They don't need you. They just can't carry the game, or either keep you hostage or flame the other team, or they're gonna carry the game hard. And you're never gonna see them again. That's about that's all about League of Legends. You're gonna play this game for about twenty to thirty minutes. You're never gonna meet them again. And this is for all the you know people who are so sensitive. Don't get upset or don't take everything that is being thrown at you to heart. Just carry the game, learn from your mistake, and move on. That's literally the best advice I can give everybody. That's the best advice, but it's all like this in every ELO. In every ELO. Don, I have to say I'm really proud of you because when you were getting shit on, you were still still being positive. Yeah, I, I've been trying to work on that quite a bit. Uh, it's It's been rough. Like, like, this game I, like this game that I just played, uh, like I, I just had an MF in 32 minutes. She did 7K. I tried everything possible to, to win this game. I stole dragons. I even stole a Baron. I I put out so much damage. I just uh, it's rough out here. But like uh, like he just said as well. Um, uh, you, you're never. You might not ever see this person again. Uh, if you're playing ranked, you might get them a back to back. But uh, what I can say for that is just uh, try to co-op with them. You know, try to uh, like if you if you already know he he's got a an attitude off rip or whatever, just just mute him. Uh, I wouldn't recommend muting the pings as well. But if they're like over pinging, yeah, sure. But like, if they give you a, a good ping, that's uh, who knows? That might be a game changer. See, I'm more of a pinger than a flamer. That's the thing. You you can mute me all you want, but I'm gonna ping this shit out of you. And it just gets worse the more I play league. I'm really turning into like a salty old man the older I get, and the more league I play. 
I, I can uh I can agree with that one hundred percent. I've uh, I've played with Vader for a while now. Hey, I won't flame you. I won't tell you your dog shit, but boy, I'll ping the fuck out of you. My favorite is if like we have an MF on our team, and I get like a fucking full team stun as you know as a Moo and she doesn't alt. I'm going to ping her alt for the next like five minutes just to be toxic. Because this guest stay toxic out there, you know? Fuck it. So, we're also going to... I want to bring up the whole MSI coming up. Have you guys looked at the brackets at all? Who's playing who? I have not, but... I I, I did see it. And... All I got to say is T1. Really? Can can't stop their pedigree. Faker's there. Zeus is a monster. No matter um who who's gonna be there, I feel they're always gonna win just because of that. I call it the faker buff. Everybody always have the mentality they they wanna um focus focus on proving a point towards that team, and they always. Gay, they're over excited, or they just fall. Well, it's funny you say T1 because as of right now, they're in the second C, right? Yes, but they also just lost to Royal Never Give Up 3 2. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm like in G2. Them are Golden Guardians. I don't know why. I just got a fat feeling Golden Guardians. <laughs> I can never trust my own region. One day. I don't I don't even look at LCS teams that much anymore to be honest with you. Yeah, I got bored of it. And Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta correct myself. The schedule's wrong. Don't pay attention to me. This is from May twenty ninth, not today. I'm like Jesus. Yeah, we're we're recording this on April twenty ninth. My bad. Didn't read the schedule right. I don't know. I, I got. I like me some G two. We'll see. I I have to say G two is my favorite team, just because every LCS team always lets you down. So there's no point even cheering for them. I would know them personally, G two, but I don't like how they handle their player professionally. So that's really? all I got. Yeah, a lot of drama happened in the esports. Um. Whenever they play, want to go to a different team, they don't let them. They don't let them look for other team. They rather just wait their contract and keep them either bench or put them in a basically the amateur version of the LEC team. So, yeah, well, I mean, that's every sport, though, right? You sign a contract, you technically are owned by that team, and they get to decide what they want to do with you. Yeah, to a certain extent, but usually teams, at least in league-wide, they let them explore options. So, but it does happen. There's always a couple of the teams that likes to be dicks. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know, Don. Who's your favorite uh, esports team for league? To be honest, I do not have one at the moment. As long as you're not an LCS fan, like okay, I like I like Cloud Nine, but that's just because I have to like a North American team, right? But like I said, my main team is G2. I like G2 I, for every other esports. I, I agree with you. Um, 
Uh, see, in Val, I am a G2 fan uh, for sure, but uh, we are talking League right now. Uh, I do like uh, C9. They just... Uh, sometimes they need to focus up a little more. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Just a little bit. They, they, let, they let a few things get by, uh, and just nobody pays attention to it it's like somebody could be at in him and they're trying to destroy the enemy in him and uh they will realize the game's over like oh shit happened one time let it go <laughs> well guys um i think i'm gonna call it here um i think it's been a good episode since we you know especially since we only had to have two guests this week it was a little a little rough this week um a lot of things happened so we just we really wanted to get the episode out there, not try to skip a week. I'm going to try to keep this going every Monday, like I said. Uh, usually should be re- released around 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also now on every streaming platform, such as iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Anywhere you want to listen to your podcast, we are on them. If not, let me know, and we can find a way to get put on that one. We're also looking at starting a Twitch channel slowly thinking about it, not really going anywhere that we were thinking about it to have a like, kind of like a weekend thing where we all just get together and co-stream with each other and just shoot the shit and play a little bit of ARAM, some regular draft games that you guys can actually see us freak out and rage the way we're supposed to. Um, we're also thinking about doing an Instagram so we can have more news for you guys. Like if I was going to have to cancel this episode for, you know, for this week or not, um, and that way you guys can give us some feedback on, you know, next topic you want or anything like in that area. Uh, I also wanted to say thank you to Penguin and Zelda for coming in on such short notice to be guests on this. Um, again, Penguin does stream on Twitch and he does answer a lot of questions. Any questions you guys have for him for League, he's very knowledgeable. He has taught me a lot. Um, he also plays a lot of different games at the same time. So if you don't see him playing League, don't be surprised. And Zelda main. He uh, he doesn't stream. He works a lot. He's miserable like me. So you won't see him on Twitch. But I just want to say thank you guys for coming on tonight. Uh, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys. Peace. Bye.